Did the insatiable appetite for infrastructure land African countries in the current debt trap? that they're in. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. Africa 50, an infrastructure investment platform, estimated that overall infrastructure funding needs in Africa amount to $1.2 trillion between 2017 and 2025. Africa's infrastructure gap currently stands at 30 to $40 billion a year. The need to build this infrastructure has seen many an African country run towards commercial loans that has dragged them into the debt trap. Gibran Qureshi, head Africa Research at Standard Bank in this episode, discusses what he calls a crucial misunderstanding of events at the Maputo 2010 that put a heavy focus on infrastructure development. Because these countries that have fallen down the debt trap that are now restructuring debt like Ghana were at these levels a few years back as well. But they had this insatiable appetite for commercial debt and they obviously had this massive infrastructure spending needs as well. This exhibit is quite important because it shows you debt service metrics as a percentage of exports and as a percentage of tax revenue. For me, I'm not an engineer and I'm an economist. It's very difficult to quantify the productivity of an infrastructure project, be it a road, rehabilitation of an airport or a railway. But the easiest way to look at whether an investment is productive is to look at whether you've accumulated all this debt. Did we see an increase in exports as a percentage of GDP, tax revenue as a percentage of GDP? And if that didn't happen, then you have to go back to the drawing board and ask yourself whether this infrastructure you're spending on is the right infrastructure, whether it's being financed at relatively cheaper rates than other markets are doing it, and whether it's benefiting the private sector that should subsequently then have an increase in tax revenue or an increase in export earnings. That is really, really important. And I honestly feel that many countries in Africa have got this wrong. Very many countries. I blame the Africa Rising narrative 12 years ago, where everyone was told, or everyone thought, the takeaway from that conference in Maputo in 2010 was we all have to spend on infrastructure. And that's what everyone seemed to have done, financing it from foreign capital, not looking to boost domestic savings, not thinking about how that infrastructure is being financed. Are we moved away from concessional lending? Are we started getting this insatiable appetite for commercial debt? And I show you this graph here or table. I've highlighted Uganda at the bottom just before Zambia. But if you look at markets now like Angola, you look at Zambia, you look at Kenya, one thing you notice is that in the last decade, from 2011-12, the composition of their commercial debts as a function of their total external debt has risen quite exponentially. Kenya only had 6% of commercial debt as a function of overall debt, 2011-12. Today, it's just below 30%. Ghana, a country that is officially defaulted a few months back, back in 2011-12, commercial creditors accounted for 10.5% of the debt stock externally. 10 years later, just prior to the default, it's 51.1%. Angola as well, just got a debt write-off from bilateral creditors, China specifically, a few years back, similar scenario. 
you know, we see very, very elevated commercial debt as a function of external debt, nearly 80%. Now, Uganda, about a decade ago, barely had any um, commercial debt. In fact, you had no commercial debt after the hippie debt relief. But now you look at that ratio, it's at about, um, it's, it's, it's increased slightly, I think, to about 8.8%. Did Uganda do the right thing by shying away from Eurobonds to develop its infrastructure? We have been urging the authorities in Uganda in the last 10 years to issue more commercial debt like Eurobonds, but they've actually said they wouldn't because they don't know where to spend it or they don't know how that absorption will look like. And I normally say this, that's actually a feather in the cap. You know, when the music was loud... When the music was loud and the party was booming and buzzing, when every other African country was taking Eurobonds, Uganda, and you know, we were in the meetings with the investors who would come and they would beg the authorities across the road at the Ministry of Finance to issue these Eurobonds. And they would say, thank you very much, but no thank you. We, we don't know where to spend this. We are watching how other countries are going to fare with this. When they could have said, yes, give it to us and we'll find a way to spend it. So to us, you know, that, that's something that, you know, from, the, from, from inside, you might be critical, but from, from outside, at least from my experience or lens of barometer, having looked at other markets, there's been some element of at least uh, public finance, uh, external debt management that hasn't been as bad, you know, as, as many of us think. But of course, when you look at the fiscal policy, um, I, I get a bit concerned about this because I feel like Uganda pays very high real yields. And, you know, with Dr. Tingi Igo, when, when I normally have the, the fortunate chance to, to moderate sessions with him uh, when, when we meet, I normally ask him this, do you think that Uganda pays very high real yields? And I feel it is true. I think at some point Uganda has to realize that it's not all about the carry trade. It's not all about portfolio investors, but at some point you have to think about private investment. And for that to happen, you have to start seeing more fiscal discipline with regards to expenditure and an improvement in mobilization of revenue. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast in South Africa. Higher levels of load shedding and new tax incentives for businesses and households are fueling a surge in demand for solar power. But the local market is already facing equipment supply shortages, according to the industry body. Finance Minister Enog Godongwana announced two tax incentives last week to encourage the rollout of rooftop solar power. Businesses will be able to claim tax relief on 125% of the cost of the renewable energy project as of 1st March. 2023. This incentive will apply for two years. Households will be able to claim tax relief of 25% on solar equipment, but not batteries and inverters. This incentive is capped at 15,000 rand and is only valid for a year from 1st March 2023. Twitter has laid off at least 200 staff in another round of cuts. This is according to a report in the New York Times. It says the tech giant cut 10% of its current workforce, which is estimated at 20,000 people. This is the latest round of job losses at Twitter. Since the chief executive Elon Musk sacked about 50% of its 7,500 employees when he took over in October. A quick look at the markets. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index was slightly higher at around 77,172 on Monday, following a 2.7% decline on Friday. 
when the global financial crime watchdog added South Africa to its list of countries needing special scrutiny. Meanwhile, investors continue to monitor geopolitical tensions between the U.S. and China over the war in Ukraine while bracing for further rate hikes by major central banks. On the domestic political front, the ANC said it will lay criminal charges against former ESCOM CEO Andre Deryuta if he fails to report his allegations of corruption at the embattled power utility to law enforcement agencies within seven days. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of The Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is okfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can always find us. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial and you can find me at With Adon.